0: Welcome back to the AWARE Audio Experience. My name is Sean. And I'm Reed, And we are here today with spiritual business coach, Kevin Carton. Super excited to pick your brain. Very much embody the awareness lifestyle. So we are uh, excited to have you on today and deep dive into what awareness means to you. Why don't we start with a little quick background of your life and how you uh, have come to live with so much awareness.
1: Absolutely, and thank you for having me here. I'm really excited to have this conversation. And my journey really began in around 2013. I feel like a lot lot of people woke up around that time, uh, or 2012, 2013, um, and it's been going on further. So for me, it was 2013, and I was in school to get my doctorate in pharmacy. So it was a very traditional, uh, logical path. And I did resonate with it when I chose it in high school, uh, for the money, uh, but then I also wanted to help people. But three years into it, I started to really uh, become more aware of what I would be doing as a pharmacist, as my career path, and seeing more and more that, uh, cause I started working at a uh, Rite Aid pharmacy in New York and saw that all we were doing for the most part, not always, that we were just treating symptoms, not the underlying cause of people's problems. And I personally just felt horrible about that. And so I, I just went through this whole, uh, what I call like a, a, quarter life crisis, even though I was 20 years old. So it's not so much quarter life maybe <laughs> cause I plan to live to hundred, um, <laughs> but for, quarter life crisis. And I, I started to question, it's like, what am I doing? Why, why am I doing this? Why did I choose this path? And what would I really love? That's what, what I really started with. And I think that was what kind of cracked me open to be more aware. Um, and it was a long process though of like shifting directions. Uh, now as, um, as a spiritual business coach, like you asked me seven years ago, eight years ago, I would not have in the, like, the, the like, faintest dream ever thought that I would be doing what I'm doing now. But I just knew that I did not want to be a pharmacist. That's where it began. And so it was about a six to eight month, eight month process of like back and forth of whether I should leave the career path or should I just stay and get my doctorate degree and then decide what I would love to do. But uh, long story short, after that, a lot of t- inner t- turmoil, I made the difficult decision and, and decided to not continue, uh, which was against my friends, my family, especially my parents, uh, their recommendations for me. To yeah. Speak.
0: Everyone was like, don't do it. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. But it ended up being one of the best decisions of my life because after that, I went on a whole journey for about a year of just discovering what I felt like was really my purpose. Like I first was, I got a job working for my fraternity, which, which resonated with me more than working in a, a right Aid pharmacy, mm-hmm. um, but that didn't end up panning out for much longer than nine months. Um, but then I also got certified as a yoga teacher. And then at the end of the year after I graduated, cause I did get a four year degree. I did uh, leave the, the professional, like the doctorate path. Um, but then after a year of leaving, I, I got a job working for a multi million dollar life coaching company as a content developer which really like kind of sparked my path in the whole personal development industry. Um, and then uh, a couple years later, I wanted to make a more direct impact. So I started a business. So it's a really, really like, like condensed version of my story, but uh, that's been the path.
2: Just tell the last 10 years in five minutes, please. I, Immediately. I think yeah. I did
1: well enough, right? Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah.
2: You nailed it. Sometimes it's nice to be, have that challenge to distill your, your story into the elevator pitch because then it forces you to really boil it down. You talked about shifting to something that you resonate more with, and do you feel like that process is over? Is it ever over?
1: Great, great question. That's one of the biggest things that people struggle with when it comes to purpose or doing what you love is that I don't believe it's ever finished because when I started my coaching business, that was three and a half years ago, I thought I had made it. And then just a year, a year and a half ago, I started to realize that I wasn't really doing what I wanted to be doing as in the, the certain types of people that I was serving. I wanted to be even more specific. And so now as a business coach, a spiritual business coach, I'm more in alignment with what I believe is my purpose, but I'm also opening uh, open to that shifting and changing too. Uh, but it's, it's a, it's a message of trusting the process, right? Because back when I got certified as a yoga teacher, I thought that was my purpose and I was going to be an international yoga teacher and change the world. And while I still practice yoga, and it's still part of my life, it's not it, you know? So, it does evolve and change, and I don't think it'll ever end.
0: Mm-hmm. It brought you closer, and then you realize, like, ooh, that's the right direction, but you've got to keep checking in with yourself. And then you realize, okay, I'm starting to drift away. It's, it's actually over there, and you're constantly, like, these micro-adjustments, yeah?
1: Yeah. And it's, it's just being willing to make those adjustments, too. Because I I've, I've faced this in a very strong way when I had the choice of leaving pharmacy, that path, because there was three and a half years, almost four years, invested in that like tens of thousands of dollars that my parents invested, which I'm very grateful for that they had that support for me. Um, But that was a more difficult decision than I would say, like anything that I'm facing right now, because I am more aligned, but now it's just making these tinier adjustments, but it's still being aware.
2: It, It seems like the concept of doing something that's in alignment with your purpose, to me, you know, it almost boils down to like purpose has to do with integrity to your values. Like, are you doing something that supports what you value? It seems like your values are subject to change over time. And maybe that's where the de- it's, it's constantly, am I doing what I said I value? And that's the adjustment, you know? I actually really
1: like the way you put that, because that just makes me think back to when I chose the path of pharmacy, I aligned with it. Like I felt mm. that that resonated with me and it did, but then the value of, of how I view, like what I want to be doing in terms of helping people and like not, just dispensing medications that for the most part are actually just keeping people at a normal, not actually solving the problem, that my values started to change. Like my values, I started to realize is like, I value deep healing, not just a Band-Aid.
0: That to me has to do with honoring your growth. Cause like you said, you were in alignment, but when you continually honor your growth, you're like, wow, back then that made sense for me, but now look how much I've changed. Cause growth is change, right? It's like an evolution. And so that, that constant check-in with like, where has my growth taken me and honoring my growth instead of being like, why did I make such a dumb decision back then to do something that I don't <laughs> love? It's like, yeah. you did the best you could with the tools you had. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And the thing is people are, that's, that's the case every single moment of our lives is that we're doing the best that we can with what the tools that we have and the awareness that we have, which is crazy to think about because looking back, of course, we all have twenty twenty hindsight. It's like, oh, like I should have done something differently, but that's how you learn. And I think yeah. a big part of that is actually being willing to forgive ourselves because that's yeah. how growth happens.
0: We have to be gentle with ourselves. We're so critical when it comes to evaluating our own successes and our own you know, decisions. And we turn around and we're so nice to people around us. We're like, oh, you know, you did the best. And then we look in the mirror and we're like, you're so stupid. Yeah. How could you do that? And it's like, what changed?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, I think it's, that's just conditioning. And I think then on, on top of that is then to keep in mind it's that it's a practice. Like I, I just what uh, Reed you were saying before is that it's never. It like asking the question is, is it a never-ending process? I agree, I believe that too. Same thing with f- forgiveness and w- growth and learning is that we're never going to be perfect at always loving ourselves, and so we just get better at it over time. And that that takes like uh, some skill, and skill is developed by repetition. And so mm-hmm. it's just being willing to come back to the repetition of it. In fact, like um, I my brain has absorbed so many quotes. Um, so one just popped in my mind is by Tony Robbins. He says, "Repetition is the mother of all skill." Hmm. And these are skills. Awareness is a skill.
0: I mean, it's hard at the beginning, right? It's like it takes it takes so much effort. But once you've done it enough times, it gets really easy, and then it's like automatic almost.
1: Yep, exactly. But one thing I learned is that actually it doesn't. Uh, it gets easier, but it sometimes doesn't feel easy. Like you still have built up the skills to then be more aware, but to still make that awareness choice is still sometimes challenging because we're mm. challenging the conditioning or the status quo or our belief system and paradigms, which yeah. are always evolving and changing. And so there's a challenge always, which is good news.
0: No, that's why ignorance is bliss is because when you live with awareness, it is harder because you're holding yourself more accountable. You're taking on more responsibility. So some people, you talk to them and, and they don't even want to open that door because they know it can lead to some tough conversations up front, but it's delayed gratification. Like it was really hard for you to leave you're, you know school but now look at you you're so much more aligned your day-to-day is so much happier it's delayed gratification you you had the awareness to do it you could have taken the easy decision up front and just stuck with the school because it would have been a little easier but today you'd have been in a whole different place some things
2: are harder to measure than other things that was like scott peck i don't know if you've read any of uh, scott peck's work but one of the things that really stood out to me in his work was just about how the scientific community which I believe in and support. I'm a member of that community, but it's always centered on the things that we can measure and and not everything is measurable. We're defined by the instruments that we can use to measure. And it wasn't until the microscope was invented that we understood that there was bacteria and it wasn't until the electron microscope, but, you know, and so what measurement devices haven't been invented yet to, you know, to quantify what we know, but we can't yet measure. Yeah. Um, so I just think about, you know, following your gut and intuition, just because we can't measure it today doesn't mean that it's not there, you know?
1: Yeah, and just to speak just so briefly to that, because there's an amazing resource, if y'all have ever heard of it, or anyone listening has ever heard of it, is the HeartMath Institute. They're, they're doing some really groundbreaking research on the, what's called brain heart or heart-brain coherence. And so mm. obviously it's about the heart, not so much the gut, um, but it's, I mean, you, the term follow your heart. There's, there's actual science to back that up of like the real power of that now. Um, hmm. And the resonance, our, our, the electromagnetic field that our heart emits. And hmm. when we are in love, when we're enjoying a process, when we are passionate about something, there's actually a different wavelength, a different frequency that's put out. And it's palpable. So like we're starting to measure it more, but for sure, like maybe there are <laughs> things that we'll never be able to measure.
2: So can you think of like any scenarios with clients or any like stories that you might share where you've, you've kind of helped broaden the client's ability to listen to that intuition, to tap into the self a bit more and like, how do you help get them there? You know? And-
1: yeah, absolutely. So one, one story comes to mind. This is a, uh, and fascinating, this popping in my mind, cause this is like two and a half years ago, early on in my business, when I wasn't uh, self-defined as a business coach. So I was working with clients just in life coaching because I was calling myself a life coach. Um, and there was a client that came to me who was also a coach. And she was just in the beginning stages of her business. She only had a couple of clients in like in her entire business. And she was struggling with the idea of, well, should I be a, a relationship coach or should I be what she calls a fertility coach? Which I had never heard of before. Um, and like, to me, like, I mean, I'd never heard of it. So I was just curious and was like, well, what do you mean by that? And so uh, just what I was sharing before is that everyone has a journey. And often when we go through that journey and pass through it, then we want to go back and like help those who are struggling in that. So this woman had, uh, several miscarriages in her life. And, and so she felt so deeply passionate about helping women through that whole time and, but she didn't believe that it was a, a, a real viable business. Cause, Hmm. cause she had never heard of a fertility coach either. It was just an idea that dropped in for her. And so she was connected with her intuition, but was she listening to it? And so in helping her, there was actually one key thing that I helped her do. There's actually two things, but it's like two parts to one thing. And in essence, it's just tuning in more. And so two things is number one, take deep breaths. It brings you into the present moment and then shifts us into what's called the parasympathetic nervous system, Mm -hmm. which is the rest and digest function of our body. And when we are in that function of our body, then our brain is actually more coherent and actually we can make better rational decisions. Rational meaning things that we align with more that would actually serve us more. Because if we're in the sympathetic nervous system, which we are normally in, when we are worrying about a decision to make, then we're not tapped into our intuition. And so deep breaths help shift our nervous system. It's easier than to listen. And then the second thing is second part to that is a question. What would I love? Notice the question is not asking, what do I think I should do? People often think that those two are the exact same questions. They're not, they're vastly Mm -hmm. different because what would I love drops you into your heart, drops you into your body. And as we were talking about before, is that it's a feeling, it's not anything logical. You can't logic your way to your intuition. Hmm. In fact, I've never said it that way, but... (laughs) Yeah, that was good. (laughs) So it's deep breaths help and then asking that simple question because that primes your mind to then tune into the answer that you really know is for you and is from your intuition.
2: And I'm assuming this letter to become a fertility coach.
1: Yes, actually. Yes. Oh, thank you for bringing that back. Cause I went all into teaching that I forgot about the story. So yeah, so I helped her with that. And, um, we only, I only worked with her for, I think about six months. And then it was about a year after that we ended our coaching together that she just sh- shot me a message on Instagram and said, Hey, I just wanted to let you know that I'm so grateful for your coaching because I fully went d- diving deep into this fertility coaching and now she's created like uh, a journal for women that's called, the, the um, I think it's something uh, like the Journal Period. Uh, so it's like them uh, women working with their menstrual cycles to actually be more productive mm. in their business. She has a business partner, they're thriving where they have like a k- huge Kickstarter campaign. Wow. And all of that came from her just listening to her intuition and saying yes, even mm. though logically was no one's doing this, who's gonna wanna hire a fertility coach? And now from this partnership, she's had tons of clients and just her business is booming. So it's amazing what can happen, but we really do have to tap in first.
0: Oh, Mm. I say it all the time too, but we get so many subtle whispers from the universe. You know, and it's like, are we listening? And that's why I love meditation, because there's so much noise. There's so much noise in the world. It just drowns out these like beautiful whispers of guidance. Yes. So when we meditate and we quiet that noise down, we can hear these cues and they get a little louder. And as my practice has deepened, it's easier for me to pick up on. And then decisions start to become so much easier. Mm. You know, before it was like, I need to decide right now. And now I'm like, I'm not ready yet. The, yep. the, the whisper hasn't arrived and then i'm yeah. like the whisper has arrived the Whisper has <laughs> arrived. we
2: can decide now <laughs> nice <laughs> we need to inscribe that like onto a tree somewhere that's great that's well put though you know separating the signal from the noise that's hard to do it takes a practice it takes repetition it's you know back to back to that quote you shared and yeah
0: we got to slow down today's day and age is going so fast it's and it's only increasing in speed. It's not like, Mm -hmm. okay, we've arrived at this new world. That's much faster. It's like every day, every year it's getting faster and faster, which again, it's like a meditation practice or or setting up these rituals that you get back to every day so that you can tap into your authentic self. You know, Mm. it's not just one really deep meditation. That's going to hold you there. That's going to put you there, but then you're going to go back out into the world that has this velocity that is so much faster than we're used to dealing with, you yep. know, the last couple thousand years. Yeah. And so it's like I take my meditations as these moments that I can just really like, whoa, come back. And then you can feel it like, wow, my life is whizzing by right now. Or sometimes I'll get in a flow where I'm like, my life's moving pretty slow right now. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> this nice. Ooh, this is really nice. <laughs> yep. Do you ever feel
2: like, uh, opposing forces where like from my perspective when we're working on aware i'm like yes we gotta slow down and then i'm like mm. let me just check the email tool one more time let me just <laughs> how many followers do we get like do you ever feel that juxtaposition and like that this diametrically opposed forces where you're on one end your message is tap in slow down mm. and on the other end it feels like business to some degree inherently is like go 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 and yeah. How do you, do you feel that? How do you balance that? How do you recommend people balance that? That's a great
1: question. And honestly, something I'm still working on to this day. So like, I don't have an answer that's like, yes, this is the way. Um, but I could share what has worked because I've definitely struggled with that. Um, especially in the beginning of my business because like starting any new business, there's that uh, concern of, <laughs> am I going to make money this month <laughs> so that I can keep the business going, right? Um, but over time, And the the interesting thing is that what I've developed as skills is it's the same thing I would use back then when I'd still have that concern and I'm still use this to this day to have that uh, more presence and space between a stimulus, whether that's, you know, checking an Instagram post or email or having a client call and then that presence um, and that awareness. And one of the biggest keys that I've ever learned in my entire life, and I still use this to this day, is a tool. It's a spiritual tool that's called notice what you're noticing. Hmm. And I'll explain it a bit, because another another um, word to describe this, two wor- other words, is the observer or metacognition. Hmm. Now this, I, I will say, because I've re- actually recently learned, just in the last like month, that this is a spiritual tool that actually really does take some time to develop. Um, in the beginning stages, I thought I had this down, but like was actually not practicing this. So what it means to notice what you're noticing is, to become the observer, to be aware of your thoughts, but then take that next level deeper and say, how can I be aware of my awareness? Hmm. See what I'm saying? So it's that level back even further to then act. And that, what I believe that I've found is that it connects you with your spiritual self, your nature, who you really are, because most people are just aware. Like they're, they're just aware of their thoughts, their emotions, their, their habitual actions. And they notice they're in these patterns. Like I was in business and like just, you know, uh, uh, doing the things like posting on Instagram and posting podcast episodes, answering emails, like putting out my message, serving clients. Like it's that wheel that can keep turning and seem like it's going faster. But when you just you pause and notice what you're noticing, you can have that bit of space. Mm. And that mm-hmm. creates that space so that you can then bring in more awareness and have more space or more presence, if you will. And that brings more calmness in my life. Does that make sense? Because I know that's like a, it's pretty heady. It gets there like when it gets to that level of noticing what you're noticing. But um, I wanted to just really give as the best tool that I have that has worked for me.
0: Can you give us an example? So, you know, you let's say you're checking social media a lot and you yep. find yourself in one of these patterns. Yep. So you're saying most people would have awareness to be like, okay, I'm checking social media a lot right now. Yeah. What's, what's the deeper step?
1: The deeper step is then notice that you are noticing that pattern. Okay. Because, and here's why it's so powerful to do this is because if we're just noticing the pattern, we're just being aware, then we, at some degree, some level still feel like that we, by means of our thoughts, emotions, and actions are part of that pattern when the truth is we are separate from it. We are actually not a part of the pattern because mm. we as spiritual beings are not our thoughts, we're not our emotions, we're not mm. our body. Again, we have a body, we have thoughts. It, we don't say M- me, me hand, yeah. it's my hand. <laughs> it's, there's possession. So if we have a possession of this, then we are not it and it is ours. Hmm. So right. if we're in these patterns and we're just noticing, That's better than lack of awareness at all and just being on the complete autopilot. But that awareness can only take you so far. And when you notice what you're noticing, there's that extra step back and then you have a more empowered choice to make a different decision.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I get it. It's like when people say, I'm sad. You say, no, you're not sad. You're feeling sad. Exactly. You're Kevin. And then, and then it's, and it's, (laughs) and it's pulling that apart and you're not even Kevin really. You're just, (laughs) you're just that floating soul in Kevin's body. Yep. But it's like, you're providing that space that allows you to like, think you can basically, I don't know. How would you frame that part? Like have more, not control over what you want to do, but I guess break the, you
1: break the pattern for sure, but it's because you're connecting with who you really are. It's, it's not a matter of uh, trying to resist or try to get yourself to stop something, but it's being aware so much so that you have the awareness that you are aware so that you're connecting with your real nature, your spiritual nature, which is beyond this form. Does that make sense? Yeah, <laughs> it. I like okay. it, I'm there, yeah. I like it. And that's why I was saying like it's, it's a deeper concept and most people, and I've, this is what I was saying I learned recently is I was, uh, my brother and I had uh, on our podcast a, uh, a psychologist who's very steeped in helping people heal their traumas and people who have challenge with being present are not ready for being for, for noticing what they're noticing. And that's okay. We're not all meant to be at this high degree of awareness at all times. Um, and that's why I make that caveat. It's like, it's I'm learning now it's even not for everyone yet. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. sometimes just being aware is that first step that is necessary.
2: something i'm interested in is 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 there a dark side mm. to empathy is there a an over awareness an over stance of so I yeah i'll break it down more i feel like yeah. empathy is one form of awareness yep. empathy is the ability to like put myself into your shoes and see where you're coming from and that is awareness of how you're feeling mm. um and uh is there such a thing as too much awareness where you're almost opening yourself up to more information, more, you're just tapping into like, what's he feeling? What am I feeling? Yeah. You know, it's just good. And so there's just more info. There's more info. There's more decisions you could make. Is there a a negative consequence to that? Definitely.
1: There's some concept that I thought of like early on before I even got into this whole work of something I call the M path. It's like the the M as in the letter M is the middle path which is really where what I find is like true joy and happiness comes from. That middle path is where there's not too much awareness as you were sharing, because then we are so open that we're taking in things that are actually not serving us anymore. You know, and that's, it's funny, like I joked, like I laughed with myself when I came up with that term, the empath, because it's also can be heard as empath, as in someone being an empath. Um, And empathic people do have that challenge, is that they're not aware and so they're so open that they just take on these, these frequencies and these people's thoughts because everything is in the ether, if you will. It's like, there's literally movies and, and music flying over our heads right now. It's just that we're not tuned to, we don't have a device to tune to it. So there's information everywhere. And if we're open to everything, mm. then there's way too much and there could be an overload for sure. So like an empath is where that middle path is, I believe where you claim that you are becoming aware in uh, So much so that it is safe. In fact, I even have an affirmation that I'm actually currently using right now. I learned it from uh, my coach that I'm working with right now. Uh, and it's about embodying your higher self, that spiritual nature. So the affirmation I have is, I embody my higher self fully to the degree that it is safe for mm. my physical, mental, emotional, and energy body. Mm. And personally for me, that works wonders to help in, Mm. in staying in this, this zone where it is, there's growth, but there's safe, there's safety to where you're not over, you know,
2: extending yourself. That's such a great call out because I, I feel like I'm on, it it exists on a spectrum awareness, right? Some people are at the start and they're trying to tap into themselves and other people and they're, they're, they're not picking up on a lot. And I think other people are are further along that spectrum and Mm. Um, I, I feel that I feel a lot of, of things <laughs> from other people, and sometimes it's it's too much. And so yeah. my my work has been like, whoa, that's actually not for me to absorb. It's it's a superpower to be able to you know tap into that and feel all that, and if I need to. But it, the 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 work for the people on the other end of the spectrum that feel a lot and have a have a higher degree of awareness, I think, is to to filter. To start putting the filters up and being like hey this is this is not for me to carry that's not my info because you know it's like hey awareness all the way but it's like well to a degree yeah, yes. i like what you said
1: yes and it's it's being sensitive to your own energy right like listening to intuition again it's like am i open enough or not <laughs> or am i too open yeah it's just like you'll <laughs> know like some, you'll know and it also depends on the situation as well it's always situational
0: This is the end of the episode. Thank you, Kevin, for spending time with us. We could have talked to you all day and all night, so that might mean there'll be more episodes to come, which I'm very hopeful for. Before we sign off, is there a few tips that you want to leave listeners to, that have helped you live with more awareness, some small little takeaways?
1: Definitely, and it's honestly just a reiteration of the things we've covered, but to ground them uh, is deep breaths. Remember, really help bring you into the present moment and expand consciousness and expand awareness. And then secondly is asking that question, like what would I love? To really tap into your intuition and really get to the root of uh, the decision that you wanna make, which we talked about. And then finally is that, that, that deeper spiritual tool of notice what you're noticing. There's a, there's a way to connect with that in a way that um, is safe, to not go beyond the bounds of awareness. And uh, simply for me, like how I developed that within myself uh, as a tip is to just ask yourself those questions that I was asking is, I know I didn't specifically ask it, but I'll ask these now is then if you just start to notice your body and then ask yourself the question, who is it within me that can notice my body, but is not my body. So mm-hmm. I was saying is like, we have a body, we have possession. And then if you take it just a step deeper though, is who like notice your thoughts and who is it within me that can notice my thoughts, but is not my thoughts. Hmm. that's our true authentic self it's a spiritual nature and when we notice what we're noticing we tap into our authentic self our spiritual nature mm-hmm. so it's a simple way I, I have it uh keep I keep it in mind and I I actually even have a meditation which I could share if uh it's actually on my website which I know you'll ask yourself, like where can people find me um there's a there's a meditation that can really help in tapping into that
0: beautifully put so I mean where can people find you where where do you want to drive anyone who's interested in learning more about you.
1: Absolutely. So uh, I'm most active on Instagram and my tag is at Kevin F Carton. Uh, fun fact, my initials are KFC. Uh, my, my, my parents <laughs> yes. tell me they didn't plan it, but I don't believe them. Um, so yeah, the middle initials F. So Kevin F Carton on Instagram and then my website, kevincarton.com. And on that website, there's that meditation. It's called the power of awareness. And it's a, just a free 10 minute uh, guided meditation on tapping into that that power of noticing what you're noticing
2: and we'll link to all that as well so thank you so much kevin thanks for doing what you're doing and sharing the message to to the people you work with i mean that's a, that's amazing
1: yeah you're welcome and thank you for having me on it's been awesome and i agree with you i could have talked all day so <laughs> yeah. i have to come back on <laughs>